This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Dudley Do-Right and his faithful steed, the RCMP, to the rescue. Justin Ellick has a proud Zionist, a proud Jew. Don't you feel so full of uh, your uh, <laughs> your Jewish pride, Ashkenazi, in your case, Sephardic in other cases, because on the way, to help Israel at time of war is the schmuck, the putz, the pisher, the schmendrick, Chuck E. Cheesham. He's just announced that at our taxpayers' expense, he and a group of elected Jewish officials, no doubt all Democrat, will be loading onto a 747 for a free trip to the land of Israel to show support for Israel in its war against Hamas and the constant encroachments by Hezbollah up at the border with Lebanon. I feel so much. You know, Justin, this could well be the turnaround. Knowing that a man who's afraid of his own shadow, that used to get pimp slapped around in the hallways of James Madison High School, which was the Pee Wee Herman of his graduating class, is on the way to Israel. I feel so, you know, the IDF must feel like, oh, God, this is this is like you're sending a SEALs team, right? Tactical air support, F-14s. It's Chuck Schumer. Maybe they can load them in a silo of their Iron Dome uh, missile projectile facilities that need more defensive missiles to hit the incoming uh, Hamas and Hezbollah missiles. They can load uh, Chuck Schumer in there, take out a few. What do you think? Enough of this, enough of this. It's such crap. Yeah, like he's going to do anything, right? Secondarily, uh, I hate to tell you this, Justin. I know you're lighting your Chavez candles tonight. You're stirring the Empire Kosher chicken. You're an observer of the Sabbath. You're an observant Jew. But you got eight days, man. The clock is ticking. Eight days here. You got eight days to get the job done. Did you see Blinken in typical political fashion? He's with Bibi. He's crying. He's looking at pictures of dead Israelis, dead Israeli babies, dead Israeli teenagers and young adults. 
He's crying. He feels the Israeli's pain when he was in Israel. Say, you know, we're, we're with you a, a thousand percent. Then all of a sudden, he's with those fake, phony, fraudulent shakes in Qatar. It's about the size of the state of Connecticut and Puerto Rico, right? And uh, they got the fake mustaches, fake beards on. You know, they come to America, they're chasing skirts, and, you know, they're not observing at all. They're observing to uh, Jack Daniels, uh, cocaine, and uh, hanging from the chandeliers at sex clubs. Everybody knows that about the Qatarians. So he's in Qatar with one of those fake sheikhs. And this is what he said, Justin. Well, maybe you don't want to hear what he said. Look, Israel should do everything possible to avoid harming civilians. He didn't say that in Israel. That's why I said, can I hear the, the clock ticking? You got eight days. Because you know what the message is going to be in the middle of next week. Proportionality. You're beyond proportionality. You have now killed more Palestinians than Hamas and Hezbollah killed you. Sorry. Uh, you know, they already have a quota. They've done the analytics. It's like in Major League Baseball. They have the analytics already figured out. Now, notice in a country as small as Qatar, the size of Connecticut, the size of the island of Puerto Rico, who's there at the same time? So you got Secretary of State Blinken, who's already blinked a few times. Then you got our police commissioner, Eddie Caban, who, before he was made police commissioner, couldn't find Qatar on a map. What the hell is he doing there, right? Oh, all of a sudden, it's a day of jihad, the global day of rage, and he's in Qatar having hummus and at a conference. Doing what? It reminds me like uh, Eric Adams, right? He was on that South American trip. He had to come back and say, you know, I don't think I achieved my goal of convincing the illegal aliens to stay away. Of course, you never had intentions to do that. Or worse, worse than both uh, Eddie Caban and Mayor Adams, is the Department of Correctional Chief Molina, who for two weeks took a junket with his uh, fellow members of the Department of Corrections that is falling apart as we speak, soon to be taken over by the feds. He's done such an inept, inept job. Two weeks he was barnstorming England and France to learn how to run a correctional system. All he would have had to done is sit down with Bernie Carrick, who handled a correctional facility and system that handled 20,000 inmates. And uh, this new... Uh, Department of Correctional Chief Molina, appointed by Adams, can't even manage 7,000. Tells you everything you need to know. Anything for a junket, anything to leave New York City. So you got Eddie Caban out of town in the midst of uh, what they have described as a global day of rage, world jihad, where every cop has to be in uniform out in the street doing triple, quadruple overtime. And where's Eddie Caban? Having hummus at an uh, Arabian summit about security measures in Qatar. Oh, that was like Eric Adams, remember? Uh, when he went to uh, World Cup and he said he was there to learn about security measures because World Cup is coming to New York. No, schmuck. It's going to MetLife. There'll be a few games there. That's New Jersey. He also apparently didn't do too well in geography. But let's go through this. Bibi Netanyahu said you got 24 hours, uh, uh, Gazians to leave Gaza through the Rafah opening that is normally sealed shut 
It's eight miles across into Egypt, into the Sinai. So 1.1 million Gazians have been told, you better flee. Uh, I don't know if they have a Moses uh, who can flee Yul Brenner, but you better get the hell out of there. Now, 1.1 million, just in, uh, I'm a Gentile, I'm not too good at math, but you being a Jew, you're good at math. Chinese guys are good at math. There's 2 million people in the Gaza how did BB get it down to 1.1 million? Does that mean he estimates that 0.9 million uh, members or supporters of Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and Fatah? And how the hell are 1.1 million people going to get out of there in one day? And by the day, well, by the way, we learned that last Monday uh, that the border opening with Egypt was open for the full day at Rafah, and no doubt the leadership of Hamas and Islamic Jihad and Fatah escaped. You can always tell who those guys are. They're missing an eye. Uh, you know, they got hooks for arms. They're missing a leg. They're in, uh, uh, they're in wheelchairs. You, you know, they were bomb makers who blew the bomb up in front of them. And yeah, this, uh, you know, they didn't quite get to the Paradise Express and get zoomed to Allah's side where they can have sex with 72 virgins, something they can't do in the terra firma here. So that doesn't sound right. 1.1 million have better get the hell out of town uh, through Rafa. That's the only opening they could squeeze through. And Hamas is telling them, don't do it. Now, will Hamas shoot them if they uh, all bolt for the opening? This is getting crazier by the minute. But could I could I hear the um, the time clock, please, please? Okay. So uh, our Secretary of State already let you know, Justin Ellick. By the time you finish uh, observing Chavez over the weekend, you'll have less than a week to finish the job of destroying Hamas. When our Secretary of State tells Qatar. Do everything possible to avoid harming citizens, Israel, in front of their audience. Knowing that in Qatar, you have a consulate for Hamas. You have a consulate for the Taliban. You have a consulate for Hezbollah. You have a consulate for Islamic Jihad. You have a a consulate for Hamas. In fact, the guy who declared that this would be a... A world day of uh, outrage and a world uh, jihad is based there in Qatar. The other crazy thing about Qatar, again, the size of Connecticut, the size of uh, Puerto Rico, is that that is the site of our largest Air Force base in all of the Middle East and Persian Gulf. So it's like spy versus spy. You know what the one thing is that does not exist in Qatar? Um, Justin Alec, there's no consulate for Israel. Wow. Uh, there's a consulate for the Taliban. Check. There's a consulate for Hamas. Check. There's a consulate for Hezbollah. Check. There's a consulate for Islamic Jihad. Check. There's a consulate for Fatah. Check. All enemies of America, all enemies of Israel, but no consulate for Israel. And now we've been told by Blinken that all $6 billion that Joe Biden was giving to the Iranians from the banks in South Korea are going to be stored in vaults at Qatarian banks on the island of Qatar. I feel so much better that Qatar is going to watch that money and make sure that the Ayatollahs in Tehran don't get any. Don't you feel so much better? 
I think I actually felt better when the South Koreans <laughs> were in charge of that money and not the Qatarians. Again, I can't repeat it enough. On that small island at the very same time is our Secretary of State uh, basically already backstepping on Israel, do everything possible to avoid harming citizens. He says it there, but not when he was in Israel. We got our police commissioner, wrong way, Eddie Caban, who is in Qatar, while all the NYPD has been called up in uniform because of the fear, fright, fagazi hype of thinking that, oh, there's going to be a terrorist attack. Let me tell you something. They don't signal their terrorist attacks. The history of terror, they don't let you know that anything's coming down the pipe, right? And then Qatar in which the Taliban, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, Fatah, all have consulates that the Qatarians pay for. But there's no room for a consulate for Israel, and yet we have our, our largest air force base in all of the Persian Gulf and uh, uh, the Middle East, based in Qatar. You'll figure that one out, right? That's like right out of Mad Magazine, What Me Worry, Alfred E. Newman, Spy, Versus spy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Shut up! Uh, all of our elected officials. Hey, you over there, I know about your kind. You're like the independent network news on Channel 9. Yeah, Channel 9, the old WWOR superstation, remember? Oh, God. Eric Adams can't keep his mouth shut, neither can Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. They put fear, fright, hysteria, and hype into... Every New Yorker. So, uh, Justin, I noticed as I walked down the hallways, like half of our employees are not here. What, what did they have a fever in their foot today? Ooh, 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 they, they said it's a world day of outrage. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's world day. We're all going to be dead. My, yeah, they just wanted a day off. Let's face it, right? Come on, everybody out there who stayed home. You just, you took advantage of day off. There were businesses who actually sent emails, well, you know, because of the threat of a terroristic attack. By the way, Hamas is not global. Like everything else, right? Shin Bet, that's global for Israel. Mossad, that's domestic. In America, FBI is domestic. CIA is global. Amongst terrorists... Hamas is not a global entity. It's domestic to the Gaza with elements in the West Bank, right? Like Fatah, same thing. 
The global jihadists are ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Ooh, some spokesperson in Qatar is threatened death and destruction to everybody. Ooh, it's the global day of rage, world jihad. The subways were empty. By the way, you got to go to my Facebook page. Please do so, Justin. You will see yesterday, 5 o'clock, in the middle of rush hour from 42nd Street, Times Square, I'm taking the two-train north, helping the people in Riverdale stop uh, the uh, building of a migrant uh, center there. And there's this guy, this African-American guy, laid out on the floor of the moving number two train. And you can actually hear me having a conversation with him. you got to go to my Facebook. (laughs) It'll blow your mind. This is what's going on in New York City every freaking day. But, oh, my God, God, Hamas has threatened all of us. So what happens uh, next week when Islamic Jihad threatens all of us? And then the week after, it's Fatah, and the week after, it's ISIS, and the week after, it's Al-Qaeda. Don't you realize that this guy, who uh, is a self-appointed spokesperson for Hamas in Qatar, is going to then turn to all of his followers on his social networking and say, you see, they're all afraid of us. You see, you see, look at them cowering fear. And then, of course, a man who could not keep his mouth shut is Eric Adams who, again, is a continual flip-flopper. A, he calls it pivot and shift. So he was asked at a press conference, why are you spending sometimes two times a day going to fundraisers uh, to uh, raise money, millions of dollars for your re-election? Every challenger is formidable. You don't discount anyone when you run in a campaign. That's Anyone who does that is foolish to do so. Uh would that be me, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, right? Am I a formidable challenger? Any time you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond to that. Curtis Sliwa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Wait, I'm a little confused. I was the only challenger, right? I'm a, am I a formidable challenger or what? But then again, he'll sing anything to raise this scatol, the moolah schmoolah from uh, many of you uh, schmucks out there, you stunats. Oh, he's all bad. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, it's interesting because Ray Kelly was on, the longest-serving police commissioner in the history of New York, 12 years with our own Sid Rosenberg, when even he was a bit uh, befuddled by Eric Adams' new geopolitical move to station NYPD police in Colombia. What the hell does that have to do with terrorism? There used to be FARC there, the terrorists, but that that civil war is over. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because Curtis Sleeve, of course, loves you and passes me a lot of information. Did you or did you not assign NYPD cops to outposts throughout the Middle East, because that's brilliant. And why wouldn't the MB, uh, NYPD still do something like that? Well, they do. They they still have it in place. Yes, uh, we had them in the, the UAE. We had them in. Uh, oh, I had them in 12, 12 cities. I know now. I just read in the paper that they're looking to put somebody in Colombia. I don't know if that's good or not. Uh, I don't know if that's good or not. Ray Kelly was trying to be nice. There's no fuck 
There's no freaking uh, terrorists. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just got so pissed off. The only reason you would assign police to Bogota, Colombia, where Eric Adams just came from, is because you get to party hardy, and like Secret Service, who's been assigned there before, you do cocaine, and you have sex with hookers, and then you get fired. Everybody knows that in South America. Everybody knows that in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, this is Eric Adams explaining that. Some of the uh, websites and the partnerships between the smugglers, the smugglers are using uh, innocent people to smuggle drugs up and threatening them with their lives. So there's a law enforcement component uh, to this initiative, and we're looking to assign a NYPD detective uh, down to Colombia like we have them assigned across the globe for terrorists. Would that be Eddie Caban since he is in Qatar now? <laughs> well, I'll sign the police commissioner to Colombia. How ridiculous. That's what ICE does. Eric Adams, that's what ICE was organized to do in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11, 2003 to protect us from foreign incursion. It's not what the NYPD is supposed to be doing in Colombia. That's also the job of the DEA. And that's not the Detective Endowments Association. That's the Drug Enforcement Agency. Oh, God. And so naturally, Sid asked uh, Eric Adams the other day, well, why not work with ICE? That's what they're there for. It's that federal law enforcement agency you keep talking about. We need to work with federal law enforcement agencies. I would ask you about ICE. I love those people personally. And uh, you and other Democrat officials have come under fire because, uh, especially Governor Andrew Cuomo, too, because uh, not really standing up for ICE when uh, oftentimes, as you know, Eric, they're kind of the last line of defense what are your thoughts on ICE these days as the world is basically on fire? Yeah. Well, the, the laws in this city are, are clear, and you have to abide by the laws. If not, you're going to have a state of disorder. And the laws of the city are that the city does not uh, turn people uh, over to ICE. Uh, that's Those are the laws of this city. And uh, I don't think ICE is the front line and the last line of defense. Well, first off, they have a database of terrorists, of gangbangers, of drug dealers, of sex traffickers. The NYPD's uh, database is not comparable. Number two, uh, Eric Adams better read the laws because he only wants to say what he wants to say. He specifically said the law. There is limited cooperation with ICE on civil detainers unless the person has been convicted of a crime is a defendant in a criminal case, has a criminal warrant, is on a terrorist watch list or gang database, or poses a threat to public safety. So he doesn't even know what the laws are. And yet he says, we don't work with ICE on the front end. We don't work with ICE on the back end. And then, uh, just to reiterate it, he acts as if we can survive without Lemigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, or as they're better known by the acronym ICE. I would ask you about ICE. I love those people personally. And uh, you and other Democrat officials have come under fire because, uh, especially Governor Andrew Cuomo, too, because uh, not really standing up for ICE when uh, oftentimes, as you know, Eric, they're kind of the last line of defense. 
And then I think back to Andrew Evilage Cuomo, who spoke for almost all Democrats, in indicating uh, exactly his feeling, Eric Adams' feeling, at the time Hillary Rodham Clinton's feeling, uh, Chuck Schumer's feeling, Gillibrand's feeling, all the Democrat parties feeling in New York State and New York City towards ICE. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Rikers Island is on the verge of being taken over by the federal government because of the incompetence of the Department of Correction of the city of New York and the Commissioner Molina and the Mayor Eric Adams. It could happen any month. Uh, under uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, he kicked ICE out of Rikers Island and all Department of Corrections properties. ICE had previously maintained an office on Rikers Island. He had restricted all Department of Correctional personnel from communicating with ICE regarding an inmate's release date, incarceration status, or court dates even though they may have been known terrorists, known drug dealers, known sex traffickers. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Also, we have a law in the city of New York, Eric Adams needs to go to school or maybe somebody can school him, which allow ICE to delegate to local law enforcement agencies to identify and remove incarcerated criminal non-citizens who are amenable to removal from the U.S. before they are released into the community. And yet, he will not let local law enforcement or the criminal justice system work with ICE. How is it you would not work with the men and women who are at the border, who have the database, who know who's coming and going, who monitor the international terror watch list through the Department of Homeland Security, and maybe suggest that the New York City Police Department can do it better? I don't think so. But uh, can I have hear that clock ticking, please? Because, um, you know, with uh, me uh, having uh, suffered a meltdown here, Justin Ellick, because of the anger that I have, you better be an angry Jew. You got eight days left. Did you just see Blinken, who blinked in Qatar? Remember, what was he, eight hours before in Israel? Oh, we're with Israel every step of the way. You got to do what you got to do. We, we got your back. Remember, basically lip-syncing the words of President Joe Biden, who was stumbling and bumbling his way through that, but that's what he said. And now, eight hours later, next to a fake, phony, fraudulent shake in... Uh, in Qatar, he said Israel must do everything possible to avoid harming citizens, civilians. Uh, how do you do that in war? I'd like uh, Blinken, who's always blinking to the Iranians, to Hamas, to Hezbollah, uh, to the Red Chinese, to all of our enemies, Putin and Russia. I'd like this... This guy who looks like Casper Milktoast to explain how when war is declared, which Israel has declared war on Hamas in the Gaza, how they can do everything possible to avoid harming civilians when we have put them in a box and said 
he got eight days to finish the job because after that it won't be proportional to what Hamas did to you. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Well, well, well. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has got a looming crisis hanging over his head. The fire department in New York, the marshal's uh, office, has issued vacate orders to seven of his migrant centers because as of today, they are considered to be fire traps. And uh, if they can't repair what needs to be done quickly, they will have to be removed. And the first vacate order could be the Alamo in this battle between our communities and the mayor who wants to bring more and more illegal aliens into our neighborhoods. As you know, that is St. John Villa, which uh, the academy there... There's a little more than 100 illegal aliens that were snuck in there. There's an existing court order that everything was to be put on hold. Naturally, in typical Eric Adams, City Hall fashion, they cheated. But there's a little more than 100. On Monday, the fire marshals will go in for the final check. This is a building that already has sewage problems. It has plumbing problems. Uh, If a vacate order is served... Uh, They will have to remove all of those illegal aliens and house them somewhere else. Now, it's interesting. They've done that already in Staten Island at the Richard Hungerford School because of asbestos poisoning. They had to remove all the illegal aliens there in Staten Island. So you see the walls are closing in. Eric Adams, again, moving far too fast. He is uh, the swagger man with no plan. He has no plan. Uh, and he has faced massive resistance on Staten Island and will continue to face it there by grandmothers, mothers, residents, citizens, politicians doing what they can to stop the flow, lawyers in court, uh, getting um, restraining orders. In fact, Judge Ozzy is supposed to rule finally on that any day now uh, with uh, the city making its arguments and the lawyers making their arguments for the community. And, of course, the rebels. And I help uh, lead the rebels. I'm the rebel leader of the city, but locally in Staten Island, it's John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo. This is very good news. The problem is I think that Eric Adams is going to pick up the phone and call down to Metro Tech to uh, probably the most reviled and hated of all of his commissioners, Commissioner Kavanaugh of the FDNY, and he's going to order her to make sure that that orders are written up by the fire marshals saying that uh, it's certified for occupancy. That would be a double disgrazia, a double shanda. To actually write up a facility that's a fire trap simply to save face as being safe for occupation. We'll focus on that. Also, there's a facility out at Creedmoor where I've been leading the effort. 
at 80-45 Winchester Boulevard. It's right in Creedmoor, where you have 800 uh, single, able-bodied young men housed with nowhere to go, nothing to do. They hang out in the parks across the street. They have barbecues. There's garbage everywhere. They're smoking weed, drinking cerveza. The cops do nothing. Nobody does anything. And they're only a mile and a half from Nassau County. You better believe the buses are right there. They're going to go to Great Neck. Yep, all you Persians up there, expect the illegals uh, in your neighborhood uh, and then in other parts of Nassau County. I'm going to work to prevent that from happening. But there are seven, seven migrant centers that they may be given uh, vacate orders next week. Now, that would mean... A few thousand illegal aliens that would have to be housed somewhere else. So communities, you better keep your guard up because if there have been delays in uh, the actual physical implementation of a shelter or a migrant center in your neighborhood and you know you've been signaled for one, they'll move rapido and I and the rebels will be there side by side with you to prevent that from ever taking place.